Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, and my fellow nerd, Garrett Price. How's it going, buddy? It's going good, man. Here for a little bonus episode, talk a little free agency. Uh, as we started, uh, you know, the, the rookie breakdowns yesterday, we don't really have a lot of time to squeeze a lot of info in here. So we figured a little bonus podcast. We had some big sign-ins here. Big trade today with Tyreek Hill going to the Miami Dolphins for a first round, second round pick. So let's talk some dynasty value and what we think of these players switching teams or re-signing with the first team. And the big first thing we got to talk about, Garrett, is Tyreek Hill. Gets dealt in a big shocking move, you know, this yeah. is what happens when your quarterback gets paid $50 million, money starts to run out, and gets moved to Miami Dolphins to pair up with a, arguably now the fastest wide receiver duo in the NFL, Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. What's your first react on this? So my first reaction was, I'm really glad I have as many shares of Tua as I do. Uh, because... All of the things that they've done for him the past uh, couple weeks with, you know, they brought in Cedric Wilson and I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I hope that's not their big signing. But then they shirt up their offensive line, got Armstead, who's a top five left tackle. And then you had a guy who's a top five wide receiver in Tyree Kill. Tua has every opportunity to succeed. They brought back Kosicki as well. So I think that's the biggest part of all of this is – Tua now enters into legitimate quarterback one conversation, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, all those short intermediate passes to put the ball into the Jalen Waddle's hands, to put it into Tyreek Hill's hands and let him them do the work. And Mike McDaniel said in his press conference, he's like, I'm a firm believer in putting the ball in my playmaker's hands, let them make him plays, and going from there. So this this no matter what, he's gonna find creative ways, just like he did with Debo Samuel, to get mm-hmm. the ball in these playmakers' hands and let them make plays. And we already know Tyreek Hill is one of the most dynamic wide receivers in the NFL. He gets off the line just as good as anybody in the NFL. And once the ball is in his hands, he's a threat. And you're right, Tua, this is great for Tua. I feel terrible because before I went to Mexico, I said, hey, when I get back from Mexico, I'm going to make a video on Tua Tugaviola and why he's a great buy in Superflex. Because I was just looking at the QB market, and I was like, man, we were talking about like the QB market in Superflex right now is is not good, right? There's the haves and the haves nots. And if you're a have not, you're in trouble. And I was looking, I was like, man, the best bang for your buck right now is Tua with Jalen Waddle, Mike McDaniel coming in. I'm gonna break it down for the YouTube, for the podcast. And I plan on doing that this weekend. And now I'm no longer gonna do that because now it just looks like, oh well, clear as day, Rich. Uh if I'd have done that a week ago, I'd have been a whole everybody like, hey man, great call on the Tua buy. I actually got some shares. But I think this is I think this is great for him. It hurts it hurts Jalen Waddle. Obviously, he went from being the yeah. main focus of that offense to now sharing time with Tyree Kill for at least the next three years. So right. pretty much for Jalen Waddle's rookie deal, he's gonna be sharing time with Tyree Kill. Now we know and we've seen it before. Two wide receivers can absolutely succeed at a high level in fantasy football, and they can both be wide receiver ones. So they're going to eat into each other a little bit, but I think the biggest hurt here is Jalen Waddle. I think Tyreek Hill, you don't pay Tyreek Hill the money he's getting paid to be the number one paid receiver in the NFL and now put the ball in his hands. He's still going to be the number one guy in this offense. So look for Jalen Waddle probably to be more of, you know, if he's going to be a wide receiver one, 
that low-end wide receiver one, which if you had Jalen Waddell, you're literally thinking, I have a potential to be a top five fantasy football receiver in 2022 sure. in this offense. Sure. The the guy that's interesting, well, not in a good way, and I'm trying to remember if he signed a deal or if he was just tagged because there were so many tight ends that were tagged. tagged. Did Gazicki get a deal or did he get tagged? No, he was just tagged and he signed his franchise tender. He signed it like he was in like, you know, ball, Bali or somewhere when he signed it. Oh, yeah, it. I remember seeing that it. picture. Yeah, so, so he's he's the one that I think this potentially hurts the most because I do think Jalen Waddle still going to get the ball in his hands a lot. It, you're you're absolutely right. He moves from like roughly my wide receiver nine ten in dynasty down to like seventeen eighteen um, with this news, unfortunately. But Gasicki's the one that I'm really wondering how this is going to work out uh, with him. It could have just been they wanted to make sure they had that other weapon, so they franchise tagged him but they don't have any long-term commitment to him. He could end up being kind of the odd man out in this situation. We'll see how it all plays out. But uh, all, all of the receiving options there, it is a slight downgrade. And Tyreek, who we never actually got to, I don't know that we're going to see the top three or even the top five seasons that we were seeing out of him before. I still think he could end up as a wide receiver one, but I don't know that it will be as consistent week to week as it was in the past, just because of of Waddle being there. So both good options, both good season-long options, dynasty options, but week to week, it might be a little tricky to figure out who's who's really the wide receiver one there. Yeah, see, I still I, I disagree on that. I still think Tyreek Hill is still going to be an elite receiver. He's just too dynamic uh, at getting open, and when he gets the balls in his hands of just turning something into nothing. And So in a redraft, me, you, would, you would still have him as a top-five guy? I still have a top five guy until it okay. proves me otherwise. I, just on talent alone. Like, I can't – the fact that he's going to Miami, the fact that Jalen Waddle's there, that's fine. I mean, he was in Kansas City with Travis Kelsey, and Travis Kelsey saw a ton of targets as well. So I think it could work. And I think – and the big thing here, too, and why I wanted to, like, do a video on two as well, is, like, I really believe in Mike Daniel McDaniel's play calling sure. and his creative mind a, a, as an offensive play caller. So I think, you know, with, with the running game there, I think Tyreek Hill – they're going to use Moster, but Moster will probably get hurt at some point in this season because he always will. And then you're going to utilize Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill out of the backfield. I mean, Tyree Kill could be utilized out of the backfield. We saw a ton of uh, sweeps there in Kansas City as well. So I think they're could, find but they have Chase Edmonds. I mean, Chase Edmonds is is that receiving back out of the backfield too. So I mean, he's not a player that's crazy dissimilar to them. I get it, but so the, the 49ers had Elijah Mitchell is doing a really good job. You know what I mean? I don't, I, I still think he'll find like ways to put the ball in. Ty- I think. This offense went going from finding a way to put Jill and Watt, the ball in Jalen Waddle's hand a ton, and that's why he said to draft him in your fantasy football leagues, to still trying to do that for sure, but equally so for Tyreek Hill. Again, you don't give up the draft capital yeah. you gave up or pay him the amount of money you pay up pay him to put the ball in his hands. And I think that I think once the ball get in, gets into Tyreek Hill's hands, that's going to produce fantasy football production. I still think he has an opportunity to be a high-end wide receiver one. I do. It's he's playing in a warm weather, still really healthy, still in the prime of his career. So we'll see. I I understand. And I think what that's going to do is just lead to some value. If there's any value that opens up in your dynasty leagues on Jalen Waddle because this or uh, Tyree kill, I'm buying. I'm not moving Jalen Waddle as far as down as uh, you are to wide wide receiver 17. I'm going to still keep him in my top, probably top 13, top 14 wide receivers just because Again, I believe in the talent. And I, and I, sure. In today's NFL, there's no reason you can't have two wide receivers that produce at a high level. The same reason why I gave Allen Robinson a bump for going to L.A. 
uh, and not move him down just because Cooper Cup is there. Even if they brought OBJ back, which I don't think they'll do, but I, there's, if that's a possibility. The the I, I don't disagree on the talent aspect, but the part that has me wondering is he's going from Tyreek Hill's going from an air raid offense where they're throwing the ball so much to McDaniel's offense in the West Coast system where. It was, they were borderline 50-50 run pass uh, at, at times. So I just don't know that the straight volume is going to be there as much as it was before. And that's why we kind of saw like Debo take over as the main weapon. But then that left scraps for, you know, Ayuk. They had Kittle there as well, so we'll see. But it is it is going to be interesting to see how the difference in offensive schemes will play out for these, these guys' roles. Yeah, no, I just look at it as if Debo Samuel can finish his wide receiver three overall in San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo, I absolutely believe that Tyreek Hill could finish his wide receiver three overall in sure. Miami with Tua Tagovailoa. So it's going to be a fun, exciting season. season you know, in the AFC, yeah. you, you mentioned the teams are going to have to move to football. This, this AFC yeah. is absolutely loaded. It's we nice. saw it's probably the greatest quarterback conference you've ever seen in the history of the NFL. So teams are going to be moving to football. It's a, the, the, the league's already at a high score and pace here. I look at Miami to keep that trend continuing. Uh, they do have a solid defense there, which should help them out as well, but they're going to have to keep pace with the rest of these teams. I think Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle still hold great dynasty value. Uh, so we go from talking about Tyree Kill because it was the most recent news, but with our personal fandom, we probably should have started with the Deshaun Watson news. Uh, you were in Mexico when this happened. Uh, how are you feeling about Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield, that whole saga that went down. Yeah, so I was I was I was knee deep in margaritas when this news broke. And I literally I literally had to read it three times to make sure I wasn't being duped by like Adam sure. you know, Peffer. Um and I just looked over at my wife. I'm like, the Browns just got Deshaun Watson. This is this is insane. And I was already upset because I saw that Baker requested a trade. Once it went out there, I kind of felt the relationship was over. And you know, I, if anybody who knows or follows the podcast, I am a massive Baker Mayfield fan and yeah. supporter. Now, that being said, first and foremost, I'm a Browns fan. Like, I, I root for the jersey. I root for the helmet. I root for the city. The players are all just that bring a little bit of extra love into it. So I still love Baker. I still believe Baker has a chance to succeed somewhere. It's, it blows my mind uh, that somebody who literally took the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first round of the playoff game in their house is not wanted right now because he hurt his shoulder in week two. Talking about the worst decision you ever made, he ever made in his career, was playing after tearing his labrum last year. Yeah. So, that, I mean, for me, as Baker-wise and Superflex, I, I think he's going to get an opportunity somewhere. It's probably leading to Seattle. Those chairs are starting to run out. Uh, he, I'm not buying Baker Mayfield right now for much, but if you can get Baker Mayfield for a third-round pick in Superflex, uh, a late second, he's absolutely worth the investment. He's still... He's still a 26-year-old former first-round quarterback. And if guys like Marcus Mariota and exactly. Mitch Trubisky can get other opportunities, Baker Mayfield's going to get an opportunity, and he still has the opportunity to be a quarterback too. Now, you know, as, as a player leaves, you hear start to hear more things start to come out of locker rooms. And here in Cleveland, we hear things like, not all the players were all in on Baker Mayfield and For his sure. attitude. Uh, he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Uh, with the way he was in that locker room. So that's those are the news that are coming out of here out of Cleveland now. So it sucks because I was such a firm believer in Baker. I think he was going to take my franchise to the next level where I want, want him to go. And and I think for everything that he did do. But now it's the Deshaun Watson era here in Cleveland. And from a dynasty aspect, again, this is it, – it's – 
it's it's remained to be seen. This is the first time that Sean Watson's going to be on a, a cold weather team in his entire life, right? Like he goes from yeah. growing up in Gainesville, playing at Clemson, playing in Houston. Now he's going to come to Cleveland. He's only been to Cleveland once in his entire life, uh, and that's when he played the Browns in that monsoon a couple of years ago, and he had a terrible game because everybody had a terrible game because there's a monsoon out there. So, but we're still talking about one of the most elite young quarterbacks in the NFL. He can get done with his legs. He can get done with his arms. He's two years removed from leading the NFL in passing yards. Nope. He can make things happen with his legs, like I mentioned. He's going to go to a situation that he's going to have the best offensive line he's ever played behind. He's going to play the best running game he's ever had behind him. And he's arguably had the second best receiver he's ever played with in Amari Cooper. David Njoku is going to come in, be the best tight end he's ever had. Uh, you still have Harrison Bryant there, and I'm still, it still remains to be, see, be seen what the Browns do as their wide receiver too. Do they bring Jameis back uh, or Jarvis back? Do they bring Will Fuller in? There's still options out there at receiver, and of course they still have the third, 13th pick in the second round right. with a couple third-round picks. They might be able to move up back in the late first, bring in a guy uh, who could stretch the field, a guy maybe possibly like Christian Watson uh, would be a good fit there sure. for him. So it remains to be seen. I think – one thing here for dynasty value is listen, you got a young 26 year old quarterback in a, in a star studded AFC an AFC North. That's going to have to move the football year in year out. And if you're talking about the biggest thing you could always hope for in dynasty is that long-term value, right? That's why we love right. quarterbacks. Well, I don't think there's anybody in the NFL outside of Pat Mahomes who's just guaranteed himself some more long-term value than Deshaun Watson getting that five year, $230 million contract. So, that being said, Deshaun Watson is the Cleveland Browns starting quarterback for the next five years. And you'd have to believe with the job that Andrew Barry has done that they're going to continue to put talent around him to help him succeed. He can get done with his legs. He can get done with his arms. We got to remember when he led the league, he was quarterback five in 2019. And that was with just Deshaun Watson and nothing else. So I'm really excited for Deshaun Watson to see what he can come in here and do as a fantasy football quarterback. It's hard to say that he'll ever be a you know quarterback one overall with the talent we have right now in Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, but you're still looking at a guy that's going to be he's in he falls in that elite class like that QB one. If you're in a dynasty superflex right. part startup, you're taking Deshaun Watson in the first round. Sure. So I, I, I'm excited about it as a Browns fan. Uh, it gives us a legit chance to win the Super Bowl, and as a fan of any NFL franchise that's out there right now, you feel the same way. Like all you want to do is win a Super Bowl. Like I'm not here to follow players anywhere they go. I'll root for players left and right. Like I love Debo Samuel. I, I love Baker Mayfield. I'll root for these guys everywhere. But now Deshaun Watson's my quarterback. The Cleveland Browns are my football team. And I think overall, this is a really good situation for him. Uh, Deshaun Watson as the player. Mark Cooper, obviously this should give him a massive boost to his fantasy value playing with a guy like Deshaun Watson being the number one receiver in this offense. What a great deal this contract looks like now as his receivers' oh, yeah. contracts are going up Absolutely. big time, three years, $60 million. So for me, Deshaun Watson still falls into that right around QB5 for me overall in Dynasty. Like I'm still taking Allen, Herbert ahead of him. Uh, he's right up there with Joe Burrow is what I'm looking at. But Deshaun Watson, I mean, this is a guy who's never hurt either. So he's never right. hurt. Now, we don't have to worry about Joe Burrow being a short anymore with all these offensive line additions they made, so we hope he can stand up straight. But right. he's right around QB5 for me overall. What are you thinking about him in Cleveland? 
Yeah, from a purely football perspective, and if you want to, if you want to talk to me about the off the field stuff, I, I do have thoughts and feelings on it. Shoot me a DM and be more than happy to talk about it. But as from a purely football perspective, uh, you have to be excited. I mean, there's there's nothing else but excitement around what this could mean for this offense. It's he's the most dynamic playmaker we have ever had at the quarterback position. And yeah, Baker Mayfield kind of got a little bit of a raw deal for you know pushing through and trying to play through injury. I respect it uh, from a, you know, a former football player, respect the effort that he put in, but he also cost himself a lot of money and ultimately cost himself his job by doing it. Uh, I am a little nervous that he ends up having this like crazy massive chip on his shoulder and ends up in Pittsburgh. And we just have to deal with that forever. Uh, I would absolutely hate that. But uh, from, from a football perspective, Deshaun Watson Fantastic player. You're absolutely right. Hovering right around my quarterback five as well. And I think there's a lot of goodness to come. The, the North, who's traditionally, you know, this defensive uh, division. Well, now we're, we got Lamar Jackson, we've got Joe Burrow, and we've got Deshaun Watson. So uh, Pittsburgh's got to figure out their quarterback situation. But if they can get a star as well, they're, we're going to start rivaling the, uh, the AFC West over there. So it's, it's going to be fun times for Cleveland Browns fans. And uh, there's going to be a lot of points scored, so I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, and he, I mean, we mentioned earlier about the training for Tua is like these dynasty quarterbacks are just not out there. There's about 16 guys that you want right now, and then you're the rest are you looking at guys with some upside. We're still waiting on guys like Zach Wilson, sure. Trevor Lawrence to pan out, um, and you know guys like you know the Browns gave up three first round picks. The 49ers gave up three first round picks for Trey Lance, and that guy's improving anything. And honestly, I got a little birdie. I got a little source in my. Uh, my my text message today from inside a uh, little inside information that there's some people inside San Francisco right now that do not think Trey Lance is the guy. Now, obviously this is way he's still young. We knew he was a prospect, but from a very reliable source from somebody that would know just about better than anybody uh, saying, Hey, if you got some Trey Lance shares, you might want to sell those now because they're saying that Trey Lance, isn't it? That's what they're saying right now. And so that's, that's, I was kind of shocked and taken aback by it. Um, These guys still love Jimmy G there in San Francisco, but the facts are Jimmy G's arms just got a dead arm and he's got those hand issues. He's got some wrist issues. So I'd be a little worried if I had Trey Lance. If, 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 if I'm a nerd herd member right now, if I saw the text message that I got and the details I got in this text message, I would be taking all my Trey Lance shares and I'd be selling them and moving on and finding a way to get, get a quarterback that is a little bit more, of a sure thing. That's a good thing in Superflex is these guys that are unproven guys, even like Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, even more so because he hasn't even touched the field yet to even look bad yet. Sure. They still hold great value. If you get a 23 first and maybe like a Zach Wilson, uh, a, guy, a guy with some upside along those lines, I'd be making that move. Oh, yeah. No, that'd be a great move. I'd be be more than willing to do that. I'm in the same boat. Uh, another massive trade uh, that – once again, I I didn't see coming, and I think that's what's made this offseason so fun is there's been so many things just out of the blue that all of a sudden are these massive deals. But Devontae Adams, no longer in Green Bay. You talked about the contract situation with Pat Mahomes. You have to wonder how much that factored in with Aaron Rodgers as well. But he is now with his former college teammate, Derek Carr, down uh, as a Raider. I, for one, am excited for Raiders fans. But I I can't help but think that this might be a small downtick for Devontae. I mean, we're going from from Aaron Rodgers, one of the all-time greats as far as 
you know, maybe not necessarily winning ships, but from a statistical standpoint, we're talking about one of the all-time greats here, back-to-back MVP. And Derek Carr is no slouch. He is no slouch at all, but he's still not Aaron Rodgers. Did you move him down a hair, or are you keeping him right in the same spot? I'm giving him exactly in the same spot. Okay. Uh, I'm not worried about him going to the L- uh, Las Vegas whatsoever. Derek Carr, what a massive bump for him. Finished his QB oh, for sure. 12 overall last year. So he's a QB1 that we liked. You know, I've been trying to buy yes. Derek Carr shares forever. Now it's even harder to do. But, uh, no, I mean, you're talking about a good rapport here, right? This is his old college quarterback from Fresno State where when they were in college together, he, Devonta Adams came out. He led the college football in touchdowns. They, yep. Like, look at his college numbers, like 1,700 yards there. And, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But Devontae Adams is a monster. Like, Devontae Adams doesn't just benefit because of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers also benefits because of Aaron Devontae sure. Adams. I mean, sure. we talk about Tyreek and he'll, he'll get off the line. If he's the best off the line, then Devontae Adams would be the second best wide receiver in the NFL off the line. So I think this is a great spot, a warm-weather team. Uh, now he's no longer going to be in gray for those, Green Bay for those cold winters. A really good rapport with Derek Carr as they've already had years of working together. He just bought a house next to Derek Carr. So they're neighbors now. So oh, did he really? I didn't together. hear that. Yeah. He bought a house right next to him and this is his team. And this is one thing where the cap isn't as I'm worried about. Cause I heard the green Bay Packers actually offered him a little bit more money. I than heard that too. What the Raiders offered him, but his dream was always to play for the Raiders. Like he's a huge Raiders fan. Like they show, he put out Twitter on his Instagram just the other day of him being a young kid in his Raiders jersey, his Tim Brown jersey. So he's a huge Raiders fan. So the fact that his good friend and his college quarterback and Derek Carr plays for the Raiders, and he's a huge Raiders fan, and he had an opportunity to go there, they'd be like me being one of the best receivers in the NFL, and now Deshaun Watson goes to the Browns, and I can control my destiny. I can go to the Cleveland Browns. Like I would absolutely want to do that, right? Like that's, right. That would be my dream, to go play for the Browns. So – if he wants to go and do that, same there, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill lives in Miami in the offseason. Like, he sure. wanted to go to Miami. It was his number one choice. So, when they, we're going to no state contract, taxes, all right, man, maybe. bro, trade me. No state yeah, taxes no state either. taxes. Ain't no way going to New York. <laughs> so, no, I didn't move Devontae Adams down. I mean, the good thing here is, like, he's just like in Green Bay. Like, we're not talking about Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Like, he's arguing with Hunter Renfro, who was also a wide sure. receiver one last year. And, and Darren Waller. Darren Waller. But, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, no – Hunter Renfro is great. He's great on those short intermediate passes. Yep. But now, again, in the AFC West, you're pushing that ball downfield, right? Like you gotta keep you gotta keep pace. And Devonta Adams is gonna do just that. I think he's not gonna take any step back here with Derek Carr whatsoever. I still think he's a top five fantasy football receiver. And again, in Dynasty, we're looking for that that longevity. And I think there's three years a guaranteed contract at least. But he's probably gonna get three years here. That's three more years of Devontae Adams where you're like, hey, he's 29 years old. Maybe I got one or two more years. And we were worried about Aaron Rodgers going to this. And now we know Aaron Rodgers is there for three more years too. I think Derek Carr is going to get a new contract. He's a little bit younger. This gives us three to four more years of Devontae Adams. Probably not that long because once those wide receivers hit that 31 age, it's kind of over. But Three more years of Devontae Adams at his level is still going to be a very, very nice dynasty asset. I'm rocking Devontae Adams probably for the next this this year coming up, maybe even next year. But then I, I think Devontae Adams is a great sell after this year. I think he'll put up really good numbers again. I think he'll be able to have that contract with them. I still think whatever you can get for Devontae Adams now, 
he had 30 for a contender, you'd still have a chance going into this offseason to get that 23 first plus for Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. And maybe even more so, the way I'd like to move him after the end of this year is you can almost dictate that 23 draft pick where you can go like, we're okay, pick 12, pick 11, pick 10. Like how high up can that 23 rookie class can I move with Devontae Adams and what receiver can I get back? So I think after this offseason, if I get a younger wide receiver plus a 23 first, that's the time to move with Devontae Adams, not now. Uh, what does this mean for Green Bay, though? I mean, we have we have Aaron Rodgers, who has never had a lot of weapons in the receiving game, and now his staple is is gone. All of the free agents, for the most part, the bigger names are all gone. The only really big name left would be OBJ, and he's going to miss at least half the season recovering from that ACL injury. So there's not a lot of hope there, is it? Are they going to finally draft some guys or, or what's going to happen? They have well, whoever they draft, whoever the, whoever the chiefs, whoever the Packers draft is going to be great. A great, I mean, I'll tell you what Garrett is this rookie class, which a lot of guys that show a lot of promise upside. These guys are about to get some massive boost with where they're going to be going yeah. in green Bay and Kansas city. Like they're going to pump up their draft stock, but I'll tell you who to buy is right now. Who just signed his, uh, another deal. There is baby Kittle, Robert Tunyon. Yeah, that's the guy you want to buy in dynasty right now. Talking about cheap value, Robert Tunyon right now. Go out there and buy him. Where yep, his totally dynasty agree. value, where he was a top six tight end, was because of the end zone. Garrett just mentioned it. there's nobody there to even catch the football really right now, let alone the end zone. Aaron Rodgers is going to push the ball downfield. I think this is a massive bump for Aaron Jones in his receiving value. So I think you know where people are down on Aaron Jones, if they still are, I think Aaron Jones is a good buy, and I think Robert Tunyon right now is a great buy in dynasty help out your tight end teams and they'll get somebody, whether it be the draft, they'll bring somebody in uh, at the receiver position that they'll like, whether it be, like I said, Will Fuller, Jarvis Landry still out there. They can still make some moves there for the green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. You're right. He's one of those transcending quarterbacks. So whoever plays with Aaron Rodgers is he's just to make everybody else around him better. Kind of sure. like what Deshaun Watson did in Houston, right? There's guys, he made guys out there like Will Fuller, and Kiki Kute, he made these guys look better. So mm-hmm. quarterbacks like Peyton Manning, these quarterbacks are at a higher level quarterbacks, and Aaron Rodgers is arguably one of the best of all time, will make all the talent around him better. And I think it's a huge boost to Robert Tunyon, Aaron Jones. And let's see what else they do because right now, I think the number one receiver on that team in fantasy value is not on that team yet. I could absolutely see that being true. Uh, still curious if uh, Seattle is going to end up dealing uh, Tyler Lockett. That's one that was rumored right after the uh, the, the deal for, for Russell Wilson. Uh, and I was talking with Andrew Harbaugh earlier today, and he was talking about how they have a, a June 1st cutoff where if they were to trade him now, it would cost them five more million dollars. However, if they cut him after or trade him after – uh, June 1st, they save $6 million. So it's like a huge difference with that June. So he could be a late addition to a team like the Packers or somebody like that where he could be really valuable. That'd be a skyrocket. I mean, Tyler Lockett already has been up and down kind of a fantasy football receiver that always finishes in that top 15 just because of, you know, he'll put up that 50-point game, 30-point right. game. If he goes to Green Bay, I mean, you're looking at potential top seven fantasy football wide receiver for the year. That'd be a great sneaky buy now just to see speculation. um, Yep. And speculation. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we've got a bunch of quarterbacks here. Uh, I I don't think we need to spend too much time uh, on, on Jameis Winston. He's going back to where he was. Uh, Any, any quick thoughts on Winston? 
No, I mean, you're talking about a quarterback that two years ago in 2019 was QB3 overall in Tampa Bay. Last year, he got hurt. But weeks one through four in New Orleans, he was only quarterback uh, 21. So he still was like a mid-range quarterback. Two, now, to be fair, he's going to get Michael Thomas back this year, which is huge for him. And I think with his big arm, it helps. I, I think he's still middling around like quarterback 16 to 24, right around there. He's one of those people in Superflex. It... I want to say if he comes out and he starts playing well, like he's a sell for me, but Jameis is such an enigma with such a big arm that I still think he holds dynasty value, right? Like his arm's so good, strong, I guess. I wouldn't say actually good. I would say his arm's so strong that he'll find – he's still young enough. I mean, he's still real young where he's going to find jobs like this, and he's in New Orleans. If he plays well, they'll extend him again, but – yeah, I'm not. I'm not excited about it. I'm excited if I have Jameis Winston shares that he has a starting job. That's yeah. a super flex, right? Like you're just looking for a starter. Speaking of just looking for a starter, Marcus Mariota in Atlanta. Nope. Uh, any nope. interest at all, or is it simply just like we're buying time with this guy until we find our future future? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta drafts a quarterback and like if they took a guy like Malik Willis and they, you know, or they're just going to tank for Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. You know, I don't know what they're going to do, but I, I do not yeah. think. I don't think Marcus Mariota is the answer there. There's a couple of things here. One, they got two running backs already in Cordero Patterson and Mike Davis. So I don't think his running ability is going to be as great as we wanted to. They have no receivers whatsoever. They have Russell Gage there and then they have Kyle Pitts. I think this hurts everybody all the way around. I wouldn't be surprised if they draft somebody or bring another quarterback in. They only, they're only paying him $6 million. So, right. I mean, that's what Case Keenum made last year as a backup. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that's the thing with him and Mitch Trubisky. They're not making – big time money they're making like low end backup money so this doesn't move the needle at all for me if i can move this is a perfect situation like in a super flex league as soon as soon as somebody's quarterback goes down and they're a contender i'm getting rid of marcus mariota for anything that i can get he's in my every time i've watched marcus mariota play in the nfl he has not looked like a good quarterback to me i mean look what they did in tennessee as soon as he gets out ryan Tannehill went from being a, a wash in miami to a bet quarterback eight overall, then quarterback eight overall, back-to-back years. So to me, Mariota is just not good enough passing the football to be a viable option for your dynasty team. Yes, he offers something with his legs, but that's not enough to help you win a championship. I am moving him in super flex for anything I can get. And if that value is not there right now, I am selling at any peak of that when that value does hit, whether it be week one, week two, week three, uh, in training camp, somebody goes down. I think Marcus Mariota is a hard sell. And a hard sell means whatever I can get, I'm taking it with a smile. So just when we thought Jonathan Taylor couldn't gain any more value in dynasty leagues, he gets old man Matt Ryan. And we know these old quarterbacks love to check it down. So probably just more check downs for Jonathan Taylor, who didn't really need any help getting fantasy points. Uh, but what what do you feel about Matt Ryan? He was the Atlanta quarterback, now is an indie. What does this mean for his value for the next year or two? Uh, and, and what does this mean for guys like Michael Pittman, potentially Paris Campbell? We already talked about Jonathan Taylor. That doesn't change much. But uh, what are your feelings there? I think this helps Michael Pittman Jr. a ton. Yep. I, I, I do. This is a player that you and I both already talked about and that we loved. And I think this is a massive upgrade for him coming into his third year. Uh, you know, last year, Carson Wentz was – I mean, look what Michael Pittman did last year at Carson Wentz. He, he did pretty solid. I look for yep. that. I think – what Ryan brings is his his veteran 
wisdom, right? Like he's going to help Michael Pittman. This is a guy who worked with Julio Jones forever. He's going to help Michael Pittman. He's going to work with him and make him a better wide receiver. Yep. Matt Ryan no longer has to worry about his life where he's coming from Atlanta, where they've had a terrible offensive line for years now. Coming to Green Indianapolis, where they have a much better offensive line, probably the best offensive line he's ever played with, and certainly the best running back he's ever played with. No, you know, no shame on Devontae Freeman or anybody, but this is the best running back he'll ever play with. So for me, this helps everybody around, right? This is going to help. This will help everybody that you mentioned, and most certainly it's going to help Michael Pittman Jr. and put the Colts in a position to either draft a guy mm-hmm. either this year or next year and kind of develop him behind just a, a really solid former MVP quarterback who's only not that far from removed from going to the Super Bowl. So, yes, he's 37. I, I'm not going to put a huge damper on that the way these guys are playing these days. I'm a, I am I think he, if, he, if he plays at 37, 38, I, have no, I, I don't see him taking a huge step back here. Mm-hmm. I think playing in a dome like he always has, this offensive line and this running game is going to help Matt Ryan out be like that mid-range quarterback too. And I think this is a massive boost to Michael Pittman Jr. value. And I think Michael Pittman Jr. being the number one there in Indianapolis can flirt with running back or wide receiver one numbers. Whether it be low end, that's fine. But I think Michael Pittman Jr. can set, take a big step forward and insert himself as a dominant dynasty wide receiver because I'm looking at these positions out there. And we mentioned Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Like, yeah, these two guys can strive. But where are the guys getting the number one targets? They're getting all the targets, right? Michael Pittman Jr., Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb now. Well, he got Michael Gallup there, so I won't say that. He, he wouldn't fall in that category. But right now, there's not a lot of receivers out there, too. They're just the number one guys in that offense, and then there's nobody else. You know, right. So now he falls in that category because I'm not calling it Paris, Paris Campbell until Paris Campbell does something. So for me, Amari Cooper, Michael Pittman Jr., Give me those targets. Every target that you get, if you're going to start leading the league in targets, is an equal fantasy football production, and that's what I'm here for. So I think Michael Pittman Jr. has found himself in a position to be a wide receiver one. Could not agree more. Uh, Talking about a wide receiver one, a guy I thought could be a top five wide receiver last year, but unfortunately I picked the wrong teammate. Uh, Cooper Cup ended up doing it, and I said Robert Woods was going to be the guy in in our hot take episode. Uh, But Robert Woods... Interesting. Interestingly, got dealt to Tennessee. They had the Julio Jones experiment that failed miserably. What are our expectations for Robert Woods? And does this do anything for AJ Brown, Ryan Tannehill, anybody else in that offense? I think it hurts AJ Brown a little bit. This is gonna be the he's, he's gonna finally gonna have a really good legit wide receiver two next to him, right? Like Julio wasn't at last year. It's a run first team as it is already with Derrick Henry and. You know, Derrick Henry's not getting any younger, so his years are, are coming out here. But I think A.J. Brown just takes a little bit of a dip into him because Robert Woods is a really good receiver. Uh, I don't think he's just an okay receiver. I think Robert Woods is a really good receiver. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the most underrated receivers. We've been talking about on the Dynasty Nerds podcast for years. I mean, and look what he does. 2018, wide receiver 11. 2019, wide receiver 14. 2020, wide receiver 14. Weeks 1 through 9 last year, up until he got hurt, wide receiver 12 overall. So over the last four, one, two, three, four years, he's been a top 15 wide receiver consistently. Yeah. So I think this is a massive boost for Ryan Tannehill. Yep. Uh, another probably good buy for a championship caliber team uh, right now, just because again, coming off back to back years, going to going into the last year as what quarterback eight overall took a big step back last year. I think it's going to you know with a lot of play. If they can do this play action, I think it's open things up with Derrick Henry being there. 
for Robert Woods. Now you have to cover A.J. Brown with your one. you got to respect the run in Derrick Henry and expect them to run a ton. I think Robert Woods and his route running is going to find a lot of open opportunities. The fact is, is are they going to put the ball in his hands? I, st- I still think Robert Woods could finish this year. It wouldn't surprise me as wide receiver 19, 18, right around there like that middle and wide receiver two. Even if he finishes wide receiver 23, 24, he's still a wide receiver two, and that holds a lot of value. Definitely if you're playing him as wide receiver three. And right now, you could probably buy Robert Woods as your wide receiver four. So sure. wide receiver four, pricing, I'm ecstatic to get Robert Woods because then even if he, he doesn't do what I think he'll do, is let's say that finishes wide receiver two. Say we'll call him wide receiver 22 is where he finishes. And he finishes wide receiver uh, thir- you know, wide receiver 30. You know, you're still, you still have a startable asset right there. Absolutely. So if I could buy him at wide receiver four pricing and get him in my lineup, I'm doing that. It wouldn't surprise me if there's a player here in the second round this year, you have a high second, you know, middle of the second round pick. You could probably move that for Robert Woods. And if I'm a, if I'm a team that's ready to take a net a step forward this year into the fantasy dynasty fantasy football playoffs, this is a great depth add to my dynasty team. I am buying Robert Woods for mid second if I, if I feel like I can take that step because I think he will produce on talent alone. Agree with all that except for one thing. I actually don't think this hurts A.J. Brown uh, at all. A.J. Brown's best season was the one where Corey Davis was having a career oh, year. Yeah, yeah, you're um, right. So you're right. I, think, I think this is actually going to open things up for him, and I think we're going to see, similar to Ryan Tannehill of two years ago, three years ago, more so, and, and I just think it'll be more – Good production for for all the way around there. So I'm not too concerned about AJ Brown. He's going to stay put uh, for me in my rankings. Uh, last yeah, I'm not moving. Oh, I'm not moving. He's still my wide receiver four overall. I'm not moving him down okay. in my rankings. What's oh he, yeah he's not moved down. But he went for again for me in that situation where we just mentioned Michael Pittman like Jr. All and the Mark targets, Cooper, right? Sure. All the targets, and now he's sharing with Robert Woods, who I don't think is just like a secondary. Oh no, receiver. I love I Robert he's a very Woods. Talented receiver. No, I'm yeah. Totally so with that, and that's what I meant by it's like again. The big thing here is when we talk about these guys, like A.J. Brown, wide receiver one, Cooper Cup, wide receiver one, Tyree Kill, wide receiver one, right? There's only 12 wide receiver ones. Sure. That is it. That's the only possible way there could be is 12 wide receiver ones. So, like, where do they come from? And it doesn't matter. Like, it's all-encompassing, right? Like, this is, like, you have to have the quarterback. You have to have the receiver. You have to have the offensive line. Like, if all this doesn't come together, it doesn't matter – because all it does is take an injury and you miss two, three games. Sure. Like you're out of that conversation, right? So to me, it's we, we see this get thrown around so much. And, you know, we talk about this on the podcast all the time. It's like, oh, yeah, this is a wide receiver one. It's like, dude, you just told me 15 guys that are wide receiver one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or 15 guys that are running back one, right? Like, yeah, I love that running back too. But will he be a running back one? I don't know. The, 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 that holds such good value. It's why yes. we preach all the time, like, Oh, he's a wide receiver too. Great. Give me That's all awesome. the wide receiver too. Yes. Give me all those guys, right? There's only 12 of those as well. Right. So and if you want to talk about there's only 24 top guys. And the last time I checked, we play usually three wide receivers and a lot of times in a flex in your league, and there's 12 teams. So we're what talking 48, what, 36 guys, yeah. 48 guys out here that you need. So if you have three wide receiver twos that are top 24, you're a huge leg up on your competition in your dynasty league. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to accumulate a roster that can win championships. And these guys are the kind of guys like Robert Woods that can do just that. And I think too much in dynasty, everybody's searching for that wide receiver one, wide receiver one, running back one, where 
like we just mentioned, we we try to find those values of guys like Robert Woods that are getting traded for fourth round pick values or wide receiver four values that can give you potentially wide receiver two numbers and it just don't shove that under the rug. Right. It what makes a guy like Hunter Renfro valuable. You know what I mean? It's like give me that hashtag two to three year window of value and let me try and win a championship in those two years. Because if I win back to back, I'm going down as legend in my dynasty league, right? Absolutely. That's going to live forever. So these are the kind of moves you got to make and find those values. And guys like Hunter Renfro, guys like Robert Woods are the kind of value players that help put you over the edge. And they're not going to cost you the arm and leg that Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill are going to cost you. Absolutely. Well, from wide receiver one to tight end one, our last guy of the night, Leonard Fournette, he re-signed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rich, is this basically just, hey, let's run it back. Things looked really good last year. Let's do it for another two, three seasons. Yeah, to me, absolutely. I mean, he just signed a three-year deal, so that that's kind of a, a, enticing right there. Last year, he finished it the year as wide receiver. What was it? Wide receiver four, wide receiver. Running back. He was wide receiver. Yeah, he was right, running back five overall in PPR leagues last year, and he only played in 14 games. Everyone around him played in 15 and 16 games in that top seven. Right. So he was running back five in 14 games. This deal with Tom Brady being here, it looks like he's still going to be a running back one probably this year. No more Ronald Jones there either. He's valuable in the passing game. And what's this excites me because Leonard, Leonard Fournette started off a little rough there in Jacksonville, and a lot of people consider him a bust, and he was a great buy around in Dynasty. And if you took Leonard Fournette, he, he, number one overall, he's been a great asset for you yep. over these last couple of years. So. For me, the $9 million guarantee just guarantees this year. It doesn't tell, tell me anything, but they still have him under contract for next year as well. So if you get two more years out of Leonard Fournette and this year happens to be a running back one, that's a massive, massive win. And the fact that you potentially get three years of running back one status out of Leonard Fournette, if you look up the history of fantasy football running backs, the odds of you being a fantasy, a running back one overall, not run overall, but it's a running back one, sure. which is a top 12 running back, in your career more than once is under 16, 17%. Like it's not very high. So once you're a running back one once, the odds of you being a running back one again is 17% or less. So Leonard Fournette right now is an absolute bargain. If I'm a championship caliber team, you can still buy him for he's probably, what do you think his cost is Garrett? A, a very late first. Yeah, probably a late first and, I would probably be willing to pay that if I'm a contender because for the next two yeah. seasons, I feel really strongly that worst case scenario, he's going to come in as running back like 14 and that's worst case scenario. I think he could very easily be a top five guy again if he's used the same way he was last year. So uh, it's it's always tough to to get rid of first round picks for older running backs. But as a contender, there's nobody at the end of that first round that I think is going to help me at the running back position win a ship this year. So uh, give me give me Leonard Fournette and let's let's try to get a ship. Yeah, I mean you could try and wait and I'll see where Zamir White lands and what kind of opportunity he has, and that might be one of the best opportunities you have. But if not, yeah, Jahan Dotson, Christian Watt, those guys aren't winning you championships this year. And because that's the thing too, you're like, oh, what if Christian Watson goes to Kansas City, like you said. Well, guess what? If he goes to Kansas City or Green Bay, he's not going to be there at pick 11 and pick 12. Like He's going to get right. a huge mess. People are taking bucks. him at so, six now. Yeah, I have no problem paying that. And I think it's a mistake people make sometimes, too. I've done this many times is I'll pay that late first. I wouldn't do it in 23 probably, but in this 22 class, I would pay that late first to help me win a championship because that's what I'm trying to do. I've done it before. 
and I might get two more years out of a running back. And people are like, oh, it's only two more years. Like I said before, if you get two years out of any running back, it's a pretty good deal, right? Like you're feeling yeah. pretty good about it. So, I mean, we'd all we'd all love to have two more years of Christian McCaffrey over the last two years. So yeah. <laughs> that's it. It's hard to go by, but I think I think everybody we talked about holds some dynasty value here, um, except for Mariota. <laughs> um, <laughs> They can all they can all help your teams a little bit here, so it's exciting. This NFL season's been the greatest NFL offseason I've ever witnessed in my entire life. I've never seen anything like it. The fact that Tyreek Hill was traded today, it just blows my mind. Like, what's the next deal? And it's Garrett. It's only March. It's wild. We haven't even hit the draft yet. That's you know you usually see some big deals go going around draft yeah. picks and stuff. Like, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be fun. All right, so that's it. That's your bonus Dynasty Nerds podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure if you enjoy this podcast, we'd appreciate it if you guys go to iTunes, if you have iTunes, and leave us a rating review or anywhere you listen to this podcast. It really helps us out, keeps us at the top of the charts. Um, so if you leave us a rating and review, we appreciate it um, as we appreciate doing this podcast for you. Make sure you check out that Nerd Herd to watch those Dynasty Rookie Tapes. We'll be back this Wednesday with our third episode of Breaking These Running Backs Down, and we're going to kick that show off with Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State, and me and Garrett, uh, we'll get to we're going to have ourselves a little debate. Yeah, we're going to have ourselves a little fun debate because I think Kenneth Walker is numero deuce. <laughs> I actually might as well, but there's a big gap in what that means for us. We'll see. We'll talk about it. Talk to you soon.